Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here, a.k.a. Jim Cummings, and you are listening to Spoiler Nation, if you know what's good for you. Hey, hey, people of Earth, it's time to enter the Spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on Spoilerverse.com. But... If you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcaster, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us, leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. United Armies in the Spoilerverse! Welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth Regan. That is Mr. Worsley. And today hey, on, on the, the show. show, well, it's Jim Cumming, isn't it? It is. It is. And I guarantee you've heard his voice because he is on, as he'll tell you the interview, one of his fans did the math for it, and he is on over 10% of Disney+. Plus. What? Yeah. His voice is in over 10% of Disney+. Plus. You better start getting some residual checks, yo. Right, right. He's the voice of Darkwing Duck. He's work? the voice of Does... Monterey Jack. He's the voice of Winnie the Pooh, Tigger. I mean, so, I mean, I was going through his career. And I'm like, oh, my God, you were on this show. You were on this show. You were on this show. He's on every show from the 90s and the early 2000s that I used to watch. Like, all of them. So, so people listening, this is an oddity. This is John. Yeah. Doing an interview all by himself. And two days in a row this has happened. He just did Shea Fontana. Well, Shea Fontana doesn't count because he had his kids helping right. him. This one's solo, just me and Jim chatting it up, and he was so much fun. But this is a, but listening to John two days in a row, yeah, man, you coat those ears in gold, people. This doesn't happen. Yeah, this is this is a treat for you guys. It's a treat. Hear me, hear, hear my awkward interviews. This is, awesome. this is a real treat. <laughs> <laughs> How does? Did you ask him about pay? No, I know that's a weird question because I wanted to ask. Uh, when we had the voice of Pinky on. Mm, Rob Paulson. Yep. I wanted to ask him not how much he got paid, because that, that I don't care. Right. Um, especially now. I mean, I've asked that question before, and it and it backfired on me. <laughs> right. I, I, well, I figured 50 years in between would have been a big, wouldn't have been a you big would deal, think but 50 apparently years not. Of, yeah, you would think that would be not a big deal, but whatever. <laughs> but... I'm always curious with the with residuals. Do you get residuals because of Oh, that's that's a good question. You know, I'm always I'm just curious, you know, it's like do you get a residual because like he's on 10 he's on over 10% of Disney Plus. Yeah. You know, you're doing that much work for one company, you kind of deserve some residual payments. Yeah, he does. I kind of think. I think he does. I mean, that's I think you should. I would I mean, hope so. if you're the, one of the starring voices in a show. You should definitely get you know yeah. get payouts for that. I, they might. I don't know. I do. I, I know some do. Some kind of back end. Yeah, I know there. There's some that if if, if it's in their contract to get a point off the back end, they, they get it. I just don't know, you know, how that works. I, I'm not in Hollywood <laughs> yet. Yeah, not yeah. not yet. Give me time. <laughs> yet, we're not in Hollywood yet. Yeah, we're gonna be the number one podcast in all of the world for what we do. 
Call it to play country. <laughs> yep. Yep. Although speaking of that real quick, before Thanks. we get into this, we were, mm-hmm. um, as of yesterday, we were number five in, um, the Netherlands, in, in, in the Netherlands, which is pretty awesome. Yep. Yeah. We're big there. Yeah. Huge in the Netherlands. So hi guys. And everybody in the Netherlands, we love you. <laughs> I would, I would love to go to the Netherlands. Dude, me too. I'd be so, be so I cool. would like, I would be stoked. Oh. I would be stoked to go check out the Netherlands. We can do, Anyways, can do podcasts. Right. Nice people. We should get into this. Huh? We, should, we should get into this. We should probably get into this. <laughs> so let's sit back and have Jim Cummings discuss his career in his own words. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Spoiler Country. Today, we are talking with... A guy who has voiced a lot of characters that I grew up with, being uh, a child of the late 80s, early 90s. And uh, we're talking to Jim Cummins today. How are you doing, man? Superb. Thank you. Good, good. I'm uh, footloose and fancy free. <laughs> nice. So, when, yeah. When, when Jeff, who's the guy who reached out to you to schedule interviews, uh, messaged me and said, hey, we got uh, you know Jim Cummins coming on to talk to him. And I was like, Monterey Jack? Voice of Monterey Jack from Rescue Rangers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to him. That sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's funny because uh, different people just get different characters and they latch on to them. Yep, yep. I, you know, I <laughs> I went to a convention. The first convention I ever went to, uh, you know, convention was, um, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think. I was in Connecticut, Connecticut. And uh, th- these guys come up to me and they go, they're very excited. They go, oh, my God, I can't get to meet, meet, meet you, blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, well, thank you. Very kind. And he goes, will you do the voice? And I go, sure. So I went, would you have a smackerel of honey? And he goes, no, no, no. <laughs> and I said, uh, oh, okay. Well, then uh, I, be- I guess I better do some bosun. <laughs> and he said, no, no. And I went, I am the terror that flaps in the night. He goes, no. <laughs> and I go, okay, look, we're going to be here for a long time. <laughs> Just go ahead and give me the voice. He goes, it's it's a, a character from uh, Baldur's Gate. Oh, God. <laughs> and I, I swear. And I said, wait, no, what? What What was his name? And now I still can't remember his name. <laughs> Minsk. His, it was Minsk. And he was like a big giant um, guy who had a pet hamster. And he, <laughs> and he was all about, don't make my hamster mad or I'll have to get you. You know, and, and I said, yeah, I, okay, well, that was fun in 1992. Right. You know, <laughs> of thank all you for the character. Yeah. Of all the voices you've done, that's the one they pulled out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they, and he, he had his Baldur's Gate or whatever it was, the, the he had his, you know, video game there and a picture of it. He was on the cover of a comic book. I said, wow, okay, man, you, you got it. No problem. <laughs> That's awesome. Before I yeah. get into any too many questions about like Dark Green Duck and, and any other characters you've done that I, I love growing up, um, let's talk about what you're doing right now and kind of what's going on that people can still hear your voice in that you're working on. Oh, well, sure. Well, uh, I, Shark Week is coming up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, Shark Week. Is, I'm the Shark Week guy. Nice. And um, it's uh, you'll be pleased to know that the biggest Mako shark in the world, the most <laughs> deadliest creature beneath the waves, is named Fred. Yes. <laughs> and it's Fred with a PH. Oh, of course. Of course. So, I mean, I, I mean, I, I know that's obvious, but I thought I'd still yeah. point it out. But, uh, you know, so that's, I got that going for me. And I've been the Toyota Eagle for every 4th of July. And that's just, uh, I think that's finally off the air. <laughs> but, um, 
and then uh, Curious George. We're still still curious after all these years. You know? <laughs> I'm uh, Chef Paschetti and Jumpy the Squirrel. Night. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and Mr. Flint. So that's still fun. And uh, yet another iteration of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Uh, we went through, God, the Clubhouse, the uh, Mickey and Friends. Uh, come inside. It's fun to say. Yep, and yep. now it's going to be Mickey's Fun House. Nice, nice. So we're we're making our way through that, and uh, yeah, and you know, there's a few things in the fire that are unnamed, so that's right. always fun. That is, and so uh, good old unnamed project. <laughs> My uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I have a, a son who's 14 now, and when mm-hmm. that first came on, he well, the the fun is that iteration of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. It was all he would watch. I mean, he we ended up watching oh, yeah. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and then Mickey Mouse Road Racers. I also have a son who is six years old, and uh-huh. I've watched so much Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I I can hum most of the, that show in my sleep. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, and Jay Leno was in the cast of Roadster Racers. Yeah, and he was the the racer announcer, and uh, we recorded it rather close to his own personal garage which is like acres of yeah. a garage where he keeps all of his vehicles nice and he drives in he drives in from home with his mercedes or whatever then parks that in there then takes his like a 1921 stutz bearcat oh <laughs> uh, and he, he'll drive it and it's only like eight blocks away <laughs> from the burbank airport where his hangar is and um bless his heart last year he was pulling out and he goes, hey how you doing hey uh, what's up buddy hey yeah 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 <laughs> and he's not, we're, we're, we're saying hi. And he's got this unbelievably long, it's like a four foot bumper on the thing that sticks out like three, at least oh, three geez. feet from the vehicle. And he just took out this fence behind us. <laughs> he just took it out, man. Oh, and man. I thought, okay, someone's going to be underwhelmed. <laughs> well, if anyone but, can afford it, it's him. So we're, he's good there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and he, I hear my, my neighbors doing their lawn. So, Oh, they're fine. Shut this door, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> man. At my house, we live in a neighborhood, and it seems like when it's lawn mowing day, my neighbors take a pole and a, a sign up sheet, and they all mow the lawn one after the other. So it's like eight hours of lawn yeah. mowing. It's it's insane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you mentioned Shark That's Week good for the podcast. Yeah. It is good for the podcast. Great, great, great background noise. Um, but you mentioned Shark Week, and it's funny, and it's nothing to do really with Shark Week. But I was I grew up in in bands. I played in punk rock bands. We actually wrote a song about Shark Week one time a long time ago. Oh, wow. That's and awesome. The only words in it were, uh, it's now safe to go back in the water at the very end of the song, but it was, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> made me, made, I love it. Made me think of it as he said that. So nice. You've been working on voice work for a long time. Yes. And some of your earliest work was, uh, uh looks like it was, was way back in the day out for, for working on, on Dumbo circus and, and other stuff oh, like yeah. that. Um, you also worked on wacky races with as Dick Dastardly. And oh yeah, <laughs> did you see was the, that? Me? Are you sure? <laughs> I wasn't there, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, uh, it could be though. Yeah, it sounds like something I've done. Right, right. Um, so and you worked on like uh, Castle in the Sky uh, on that one. Did what was what was working oh, yeah. on, on that like? Because that was that was back in the eighties, and that's a, an amazing movie. Kurosawa. Yeah, I know. It was really interesting. You know, I, I'm a big fan of that. I, I love oh, the nice. animation, and I loved everything. And uh, for inexplicably, Mark Hamill got a billing over me. I'm not sure how that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was some oversight. Right. Clearly. But, um, no, but it was nice. They, they were such nice people. 
and uh and i never got to meet the man the myth the legend himself i think Aww. he just stayed over there in japan yeah and he sent his his underlings over to do his <laughs> bidding so i was just proud to be one of his underlings because that's a unique feather in the cap you know? it, it is they, those movies are i mean that movie and all the other ones princess mononoke those just they're so amazing oh yeah and ponyo remember oh, that one yep oh yeah oh yeah i have, that was like what are we looking at? What are we doing here? What what's going on? They were so different from other cartoons I'd watched as a kid. I was it was a whole new world. It was just oh yeah, amazing, amazing, absolutely. So yeah, it was not Hanna Barbera. Nef- definitely not. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, they're both good in their own right, right? They're all, oh, they, yeah, they both they have absolutely their absolutely are. Yeah, they both have their own merits, but they're just very different merits. <laughs> yes. It, it'd yes, be like comparing indeed. Winnie the Pooh to Dark Green Duck. They're both good, but very different. <laughs> very, very different. That's so true. <laughs> but you actually voiced both those characters. And I did. Yes, I am. So I am the terror that blacks in the night. <laughs> I got to say, yes, I loved that cartoon growing up. I would watch Dark Green Duck every time it was on. And we actually recently had Tad Stones on talking about all the creation of, of Dark Green Duck and learned a bunch of behind-the-scenes stories from him about you know creating the character and creating the show oh, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, what was your time on that show like? And you're doing it. You're doing it again on the Ducktales cartoon, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. We, he had a couple cameos. That's awesome. And that was interesting. Yeah, and uh, you know that is the one show that people. I mean, whenever, whenever I'll do a convention or interview or something, they say, "Well, why aren't they making more Dark Wings? Why aren't they?" Ma-? And the answer is, I don't know, <laughs> because um, you know. Uh, that that is the it's it's all I almost want to say there's a bit of a cult following to it. There is because um, you know he 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 made it he made the jump to uh, Disneyland Disney World uh, Euro Disney and uh, Disney Shanghai I think it is yep yep uh, and he's got a walk around character to this day in all of the parks and um, <laughs> you know I'll often I've been doing conventions for a while now I. I God willing, they they start back up again. No, I know. But um, you know, I'll they'll, I'll be sitting there, and this little seven year old will come up, and he'll be dressed as Darkwing Duck, and I'm going, wait a minute, <laughs> I don't even. I guess now it's on Disney Plus, so you can technically you can see all the reruns there. But it, this is even before that, and I said, how how do you know who this guy <laughs> is? It was off for 15 years before you were born. And his dad will reach into his bag and pull out a big stack of Darkwing DVDs and he'll go, because we're raising them right. <laughs> yeah, I just introduced my kids to it on Disney Plus and showed it to them. And they're like, they're, they're, they, between, between that and, and, you know, watching, um, Animaniacs over on Hulu, they're like reliving my childhood for me. And it's kind of fun because oh, I'm, awesome. I'm doing it with them. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a nice, it's a nice path to go back down. It is. It is. I, guess, yeah, I mean, I think, I'm, Every generation thinks this, but the cartoons when I was a kid were really good, and the ones now are weird. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I think the same thing. You know, uh, you know, the Disney Afternoon was was uh, like a an awesome thing to be involved. And and I had a fan point out, which I didn't even I don't know. It's the kind of thing you don't think about, but apparently I was in every single one of the Disney Afternoon cartoon shows, and some I was only in two or three. Right. But I mean, like Bonkers and Darkwing, I think I was in those and Good yep. Troop. Yeah, you know, yeah, and tailspin. Yeah, yeah. You're Pete, you're Pete on Goose right? Oh yeah, yeah. That was such a good show. I, I that yeah. was another and, good and show. Herb Muddlefoot, another one of my favorite characters. <laughs> if you remember who he was, I don't remember who he, he was. was. <laughs> yeah, well, he was. He was. Uh, or was that on? No, I think that was on Darkwing. No yeah, 
my God, I'm getting them confused in my head. Well, you've done like what, 400 characters or something like that. It's kind of, I mean, I, apparently it's a little more, but I don't know <laughs> who's counting, right? I'm not counting. Yeah, I, but who's counting? Yeah. I looked at, I looked online and said 400, 400 plus characters. I was like, that's a lot of voices to do over, over a career. That's a ton. Yeah, it is. I, Oh, and uh, somebody else pointed out to me, they sat down and counted, bless their hearts, <laughs> that I'm in over 10% of the shows on Disney+. Plus. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm in over 10%. <laughs> that thinking, is cool. <laughs> That's not bad. I'll, I'll take that right now. That's a cool accolade to put on, you know, get a, get a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, my friend told me that I should get a t-shirt that says, you're actually sick of me, but you don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> You're sick of hearing me, but you don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome. That is really cool. Um, so you've been constantly working uh, as a voice actor, you know, forever. Is there one yeah. period of time of cartoons? Cause I mean, cartoons go in waves of like certain styles and, and, and uh-huh. writing styles, and animation styles for decades with that. But is there one, particular time frame of cartoons that like sticks out in your head as being like, this was a, a really amazing time in the industry of, of cartoons. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it really would be the Disney afternoon. Oh, okay. That, I be, mean, yeah. everyone, every, every one of them came out. I mean, just year after year, Chippendale was great. I love and that show. You know what? Because they care, you know, they, they give a darn, you know, mm. they, the music was good. Yep. Tailspin. Boom, 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 You know, everything was tailored right to it. And then, gosh, I, I don't even know, maybe three or four different uh, series of featuring Pooh. Yep. And and the music is always, always top notch. And I'm a big music guy. Yeah. And uh, even another one, um, well, I was a lead singer for the California Raisins, which wasn't Disney, but <laughs> but um, that was a lot of fun. And then another show that's kind of a, I don't know if you would call it a cult favorite, but it's Bump in the Night. And it okay. was a claymation. Mm-hmm. Gail Mathias, Rob Paulson, and I were the were the three leads in that show. And it, there were there were always it was called the karaoke cafe. And Bumpy and Squishy would go in and sing a couple songs, and every every show, and it was just awesome. The guys who Ken Pontac and uh, Dave Blyman, he uh, the mad geniuses behind that. That was another standout for me. Yeah, Rob Paulson but, uh, is, is – we had him on recently too. And he's such a fun guy to talk to. Oh, he's a great, great guy. He, he's awesome. Yeah, he was He was a lot of fun. We had a good time. I've, I found that uh, – we've, we've had, we've had you know, a handful of voice actors on from cartoons. And I, I – not to try and you know suck up or anything, but I find the voice actors yeah. are the most fun to talk to because they just have fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're professional fun havers. Right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So yeah, me too. What? What? So working with Rob and and character and people like him. What's is that? What's that experience like? Oh. like I mean, not to discredit yourself. You're an amazing voice actor, but you're working with other people out there. People oh, no, know. No. Like, what's that like? You know. Oh well, it's great. You know, uh, what's good about some people, uh, and Rob is one of them. Jess is one. Uh, Je- uh, Jeff Bennett's in there. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, certainly Tress McNeil and Tara Strong, yep. you know, see, I, I tend to ad lib like way, sometimes <laughs> way too much, you know, and right. um, it's good to have somebody who doesn't look at you. And um, I can give you an example. Oh, God, I'm going to forget his name. Steve, uh, he was a super big baseball player way back in the 80s. And I did a commercial with him 
and, and I called him Steve Arino, and he looked at me and he goes, it's Steve. And I go, <laughs> oh, wow, sorry. You know, never mind. So, you know, and some other people can you can ad lib with, and, and it's great. And, you know, it, it's uh, it just enhances the show, and it feels more organic because I use the script as a guideline, <laughs> not as <laughs> right. a not as a, okay, well, I'll, I'll get around to this feeling here. Don't you worry. You know, an example was in princess and the frog. I Ray got blown out of a guy's nostril. My, my Ray, the firefly. Right. Right. And the line was, Oh, that's going to leave a mark. But instead I said, Oh, I think I done chip my favorite tooth, you know? So, <laughs> and it was a big laugh line and everybody loved it. It's and, a great uh, line. I love that movie too. And his character of Ray oh, is so okay. good in that movie. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, I was a deckhand on a riverboat as a oh. kid in, in New Orleans. So that's where I was able to nail the accent because it's not a Southern accent. You know, they're Cajun out there. They got to, they pass a good time. Yeah. <laughs> you go to catch you that catfish. Oh, you man. know, and that's a whole different, whole different ball game. It is. It is, it is different. And I, I think you captured it extremely well in that character because. Yeah. My my kids and I we quote that movie so much. It's we quote. Oh, good. <laughs> we're, we're we're a Disney family. We've probably seen every Disney movie and show ever in existence. And um, oh yeah, yeah. So we, we're constantly quoting Disney, and it's just we experience our our kids experience Disney movies. It was their first movies was all all something Disney probably. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, me too. I mean, I I still have my Davy Crockett hat. Oh, nice. <laughs> which is from way back in the day. I still have it. And, you know, and I, and I had a crush on Annette Funicello. Oh, of course, of uh, course. Because, you know, I'm 67, so I remember those shows. I was really young, but it doesn't matter. And, and I've got a picture of me in my Mickey Mouse Club shirt. They <laughs> took us, took me over to Sears, propped me up on a box and took pictures, you know. That's awesome. It, it was great. I saw, oh, yeah. I, somewhere in my garage, I still have, I went to Disneyland back in like, uh, I think it was like 1991 and I got oh, the, the, yeah. da- the Davy Crockett hat. I, the hat is gone, but I have the, the rifle and the little pistol they sold back then. I still have those in the, I mean, they're, they're beat to hell because, you know, I, I played yeah. with them as a kid, but you know, oh, yeah. I, I still oh, have them great. and they're, you know, prized possessions and they're a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. They are collector's items now. They are. I mean, they'll never leave my garage because they're mine, but. <laughs> right, right, right. Understood. I'm the same way. Yeah, I have a lot yeah, of my stuff. My wife says, like "Yeah, that. you know, I realized, um, you know, I, it, when I very, very, very first started, it was Dumbo Circus. Yep. And I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll save my scripts. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> I could make a, a skyscraper with them if I had done so. <laughs> that's know? a lot of scripts to save. That's a lot of. Well, it took me uh, like a case and a half, a trunk and a half, and I go, okay, I'm going to stop doing this. This is stupid, you know." <laughs> Then I had a big bonfire or a fire sale, something <laughs> like that. It was just just uh, untenable. I guess I might do a big bonfire. All right, here's all the, the scripts of the past up in flames. <laughs> yes, up in flames. And then, that, sure enough, you tell somebody that, and they go, "Oh my God, I'd have given you a hundred bucks a piece for those." Yep. Like, oh, now you tell me. Right now, it's like you go, if you go to, uh, at conventions, you could sell all those scripts, and make a ton of money off of that. Yeah, absolutely. But well, I kept a few. I, I mean, I've still I kept a couple pages from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, nice. And, and I had uh, Pat Buttram sign it, and so I've, I've got that framed, and I've got certain things like that framed. Nice, certain things that actually that are, that are, mean something to you. Yeah, yeah. George Lucas actually noticed me once, and I oh, had that framed. Nice, nice. <laughs> I, raised, I was a blip on his radar, you know. Well, it's more than most people get, so. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take it. From Hondo, Onaka. 
Nice, nice. Yeah, my my yeah. my fourteen year old, the one who is obsessed with uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, is a huge George Lucas fan. He actually did a report on George Lucas for I think wow. it was for fourth grade, where he dressed up, he we painted a beard on his face, dyed, sprayed dyed his hair gray, and he did a a report as George Lucas talking about where he was from, and, and all. it was oh, that's great. great. Yeah, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah. I met him once or twice. He's a pretty laid back guy. That's what I've heard. I, I've heard he's pretty laid back these days, especially you know given the fact that he's not doing all this stuff anymore you know with the with star yeah. wars it's now a disney or yeah now disney products <laughs> yeah he, he he doesn't have anything he doesn't have anything to prove he's he said i'm good so looking at your recent history with uh with cartoons you know excluding out the stuff from what i would consider the golden years of cartoons the 90s uh-huh. um let's say the last like you know 10 20 years is there a certain show that stands out as being either the well a couple two questions here one a certain show that stands out as being the most fun to work on, and two, a certain show that stands out as basically being like the a, a solid story show that that just is really sol- solidly good. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Well, you know, uh, Cat Dog comes to mind. Oh God, Cat Dog! <laughs> that that was that was pretty awesome. I don't know, little Cat Dog. I love that theme song. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Peter Scannon. Yeah, he was a great, great guy. He was uh, and and working with Tom Kenny. You can't beat that. And right. Carlos Alas Rocky and Maria Bamford. And um, it, it was a lot of fun. And uh, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, God. What was the name? Billy Joe um, uh, uh, was my mom. Billy Joe Ryder? No, wait. Billy, the, uh, the actor. On Cat Dog? Yeah, he was, he was my dad. And, uh, and I forget who was my mom. This, this great actress. God, I'm, I'm blanking. Been too many shows. But um, I, I really I thought the writing was good on that, and they, you know, they got all the jokes, and they they kind of let us ad lib. And Tom Kenny's a genius, yeah, you know. And uh, in fact, he was a rabbit in the 2010 Winnie the Pooh movie. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, and, that that cat dog was a great show. Oh yeah, it was great. Cat dog and the greasers. Mm-hmm. For a long time yeah. on my desk at work, I had one of those. I think it was a McDonald's toy, where it was, it was like an accordion yeah. in the middle. I had that on my desk. It's not, one, it was just fun to play with while you're on calls and doing work and just play with it. But two, I was like, oh, it's, yeah. cat, it's cat dog. It's great. And it's such, yeah, a, it's it's such a ridiculous absolutely. concept that it, it worked, but it works. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, very true. And uh, don't ask me how they went to the bathroom. because. <laughs> well, that was my next I, question. You ruined it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I appreciate it. Well, yes, yes, yes. Nobody wants to know how they go to the bathroom. Maybe we'll just assume mm-hmm. that they just didn't, they just never went to the bathroom because that's just a very odd question to answer. <laughs> yes. Well, I, yeah. Well, I, the reason, you know, a couple of people asked me that. Yeah. And when we were making the show, there was a um, cat dog there at, at a park somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they walk into the men's room. And two seconds later, some a guy comes walking out, you know, after they've been in there. And he goes, <laughs> So that's how they do it. <laughs> So somebody saw. So somebody knows, but it was some random dog who uh, we'll never know. Right. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. So you've been voicing Winnie the Pooh for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Eighty-seven, I think. Yep. How did How did you get that gig? How'd that come around? Yeah. Uh, it It was uh, an open call. Oh, nice. It, it, yeah. It was an open call. It was at a place uh, in Burbank called the Voicecaster, which is still there, and uh, run by great people and. Um, I auditioned for Winnie the Pooh, obviously, and Tigger, and Eeyore, and I'm pretty sure I gave a run at uh, 
at rabbit, mm-hmm. but uh, piglet I knew no. I just it just <laughs> and um and a, but like a week or so later, my agent calls up because I and I what the thing of it is I I felt really good about Eeyore. I thought, man, I I totally <laughs> nailed Eeyore. I'm I'm so gonna get Eeyore. Right. And my agent calls me up and Sandy Schnarr and she goes, well, I have bad news. I go, what? They cast the Winnie the Pooh show. Oh, really? She goes, yeah. And you are definitely not Eeyore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, oh, man, who who is it? Who's who's it going to be Eeyore? And Peter Cullen. And I'm oh, God, well, he's he's incredible. He's one of the greatest ever. You know, Optimus Prime, you can't you can't complain about losing out to that. She goes, but they gave you a consolation prize. I said, what's that? She goes, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. I said, what? <laughs> okay. Quite the consolation Eeyore prize Sh- there. Yeah. E- Eeyore Schmeeyore. Right. Yeah. The heck with Eeyore. Sorry. No offense, but. I mean, you yeah. Got- well, you know what? I'll, str- I'll suffer through on those, you know. And basically, I was. Uh, I was Tigger Light. I used to joke around about it because Paul Winchell, God rest his soul, my my great guy, mentor and friend, and I'm also very great friends with his daughter April. Mm-hmm. He he, um, of all things, at that time, you know, because he was quite a scientist. I mean, he invented a, a version of the artificial heart, and then he was oh, Jerry Mahoney and Knucklehead Smith, and <laughs> you know, Dick Dastardly, and you know, and it was crazy and Gargamel for the Smurfs, oh, and Smurfs. Uh, he was Tigger. <clears throat> excuse me and um at the time uh in uh i i, I want to say it was biafra there was a a huge huge famine over in africa mm-hmm. and he would go over on the good ship hope or something and he had a theory that he could raise little mud puppies which live in the banks on the mississippi in the south and they're like big giant salamanders that kind of float around they're not really a fish they're not really a lizard they're not right really, but they're really ugly uh, but apparently, um, it's it's kind of like a carp with legs, but they're very nutritious. Right. You can grill them. You you know you got them and grill them. You know, just, you grill them up like a hideous shrimp. And uh, <laughs> and uh, he he theorized that uh, because you can raise them in just about mud. And he theorized that he could go over there and show the people, you know, how to raise at least nutrient. It wouldn't be gourmet food, but you would eat. Right. It'd be you know, sustenance. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, as a result, he was not able to make all the sessions. So he'd be Tigger for this month, and then I'd be Tigger for three weeks. And then he'd come back and be Tigger for another four weeks. Then I'd be Tigger for five weeks, you know, a poo and Tigger. And it was uh, it was the darndest thing. And that was the uh, the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. And I and I think if I'm not mistaken, eventually, I think he went in and 80 yard a lot of them over. So I'm not tigger that many times right so but you were but you recorded a lot of times <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah 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 he was stuck with my reads <laughs> 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 you know but uh but what a great great guy yeah that's that that's unbelievable cool. guy that is cool and you you voiced uh winnie the pooh in the the recent christopher robin movie with you and mcgregor correct oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. that was cool i always worry oh. when they do big Hollywood movies of, of, of cartoons that they're going to recast the voices out. And well, they, they did, did. it first. They, uh, they did tried it. it. Yeah. Oh, and they got, yeah. <laughs> they were told no. <laughs> and they, uh, well, I was still poo, 
but uh, Brad Garrett, my buddy, he's a great, great guy. He was Eeyore, and he was incredible. And um, and then the rest was pretty much a, a British cast. You know, it was done in Britain, which right. I guess that makes sense. But um, but there was another actor who shall remain nameless, but because um, <laughs> it wouldn't be nice, they cast him as Tigger. Right. Which I thought, well, that was interesting. And um, it, it, you know, I just had to say, well, you know what? You win some, you lose some. What are you going to do? Right. Um, yeah, but, I, you know, I figured God, you know, I was still poo. So it's not yeah. like, you know. And um, they finally had it done. It's about, about 70% done. And they had a work print. And they invited me in. To, and I took my daughter, Gracie. And, um, excuse me, we went in and, and watched the show. Right. And, um, and we were only, only like four people in the, in the screening room and we're watching the show and it wasn't done. I mean, it was very rough. You know, right. it was, at one point there was still a doll of poo. It wasn't completely <laughs> animated. That was interesting. She thought, she looks at me like, I go, no, 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 they're going to fix it. But, uh, and the music was all wrong. And then as soon as Tigger, uh, bounds onto the screen for the first time, my little girl grabs my hand and, and, and looks at me slowly. And I go, I know shh, 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 shh. it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> daddy, daddy knows, daddy knows, you know, and we were driving away and, uh, you know, and I thought it was great. It wasn't done. It was like 70% done. And, and so I thought it was great. And, and we're driving home and we get in the car and she goes, daddy, you have to fix Tigger. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I, I, can't i mean i would love nothing then the phone rings and sure enough it's it's mark the producer and he, the director on the show and he says jim i'm so sorry because disney called me away i was going to be there and i wanted to see i wanted to watch it with you and i was just wondering what do you think about doing tigger <laughs> and she's on speaker <laughs> and my little girl's eyes get as big as saucers and i go I think we could do that. We let's do that then. How about that? You know, so that was my story. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was awesome. That is, well, I mean, how can you say no to that? Right. She's yeah. I said, yeah, I think I will. If she, if she knows the voice, you know, I mean, you gotta have the right voice. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it sounded a little like Edward G Robinson <laughs> and, and Rodney Dangerfield, which was a nice combo, but it just didn't it's sound Tiggerish. An interesting choice for Tigger for sure. <laughs> yeah. So and instead of sounding like Tigger, so I don't. Yeah. Know. Yeah. So voicing multiple characters in the same in the same thing and scenes where you're talking to yourself is that? Do you do that? I, I've heard multiple things, but do you do that like in one take, just talking to yourself back and forth, or do you do record one side and then record the other side? What, um, what's your process? Well, well, with Pooh and Tigger, I used to do it for years, bouncing back and forth, and then I, I realized every now and then, and I'm the only apparently I'm the only one that could hear it, but I'm probably very self-critical, which is good. I um, I always wanted to do Pooh first and then do Tigger. Because Tigger's a little rougher on the pipes. Right. And Pooh is very feathery and he's very light, you see. So I just wanted a smackerel of honey. And Tigger, <laughs> you know, Tiggers are very bouncy. <laughs> and so I, I'd want to separate them. Um, <clears throat> but the, the craziest one that I ever did, um, I used to get in fights as Negaduck and Darkwing. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. And then they would overlap them later. But um, I had an idea. And they'd let me do it um, during a show, Bonkers. I don't know if you remember that yep, one. But I remember it was, Bonkers. I was Bonkers, and I was Lucky Pakel. And uh, 
they were constantly getting not bickering, but you know, yeah, it, it, kind of bickering. Yeah, not necessarily arguing. And Bonkers basically just driving him nuts. And Lucky Pacal was basically trying to hold it together to keep from going nuts because he's characters his partner's name is literally bonkers <laughs> right and and uh, you know so uh, uh we we uh, i dreamt up this thing there where i would when they would have this conversation and they would they would cut each other up but, but, but yeah but yeah but yeah but yeah but punk, yeah, bonkers no yeah but lucky you know and we'd go back and forth <clears throat> and um and i said how about this we would have like a page of just dialogue and i'd say can i record bonkers and going down the page and then rewind the tape and I'll put on headphones and, and I was leaving gaps where I knew I wanted to put lucky mm-hmm. where I wanted to put Pacal. I was leaving gaps. And like, yeah, but lucky. I just, but yeah, but you don't understand. I, really, really, but please, I just want to, you know, <laughs> and then uh, they would play that back and then I would record. No bonkers. You heard me. No, I said no. You know, and it, and it would it would go go together. You put the two takes together, and it sounded like the two people interrupting each other. That's you know, awesome. Constantly, and it was really cool. It worked like a charm. I mean, because you know, yeah, I've got my own internal timing, so it's not like I had to match somebody else. Right, right, right. You know, you know, you know what you're going to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's cool. I can imagine. Uh, it's it's interesting. When I, I always think it's great when I see uh, you know voice actors who voice multiple characters because just the range it takes to do that many characters. I mean, you want to, you want animaniacs for, for, and did a, a, oh, yeah. a, a smattering of a couple characters, one or two. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A few of them. Yeah. I can't remember how many, but a few. <laughs> well, let's just say yeah. it's more, it's more than you could probably want to count in a quick amount of time. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. And on Tasmania was one of my oh, favorite yeah. shows. It was kind of unsung. You know, I was Bushwhacker Bob and, uh, you know, Dan Castellaneta was in there and Mo LaMarche. Yep. And uh, we just had an absolute ball on that show. Oh, I'm, I'm, it sounds like a lot of the shows you worked on were just a, a, a hoot and a holler to, to be on with the cat. With the people you worked with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hanna-Barbera, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. You know, SWAT Cats was a ball. Oh, I, I had forgotten about that show. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. It's got its own little mini cult. I, I'm, I'm sure it does. It was a fun show. It definitely was fun. Yeah. I was, uh, who was I? Mayor Manx, I think. And, and I, he was a combination of, uh, it was an Irish WC fields. Right. Right. Which is kind of what I like to do. I'll, I'll, you know, instead of doing a dead on impression of somebody, cause I only do so many impressions yeah. and you know, I mean, you can't use John Wayne everywhere or Richard <laughs> Pryor everywhere, but if you mix him up with somebody else, you get a new character. Right, right. It's taking, so, you know, yeah. you can you stretch it a little bit. I mean, that's what you got to do. You got to make, make new things out of it. I just noticed, and I didn't realize this, but you were the voice of Savage Dragon back in the 90s on the Savage Dragon cartoon. Oh, yeah. Very and, much so. Which is funny because we, 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 had, we had Eric Larson on last year talking about, you know, Savage Dragon and all the stuff that he's done in the comic world. And he actually just recently started, I guess you can stream it somewhere now. So people are now rewatching the Savage Dragon and seeing that, you know, for the first time, which is, which is cool. It was, I thought I thought that was a fun show. I've always been a fan of Savage Dragon. Anyways. Me too. So same here. Same yeah. here. It's it's kind of sad it only got twenty six episodes. I wish it would have gotten more. Well, you and me both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of people too. I think a lot of people are going to find that they, they, it was a it was it was a lot of fun for a show, and it should it should yeah. have gotten more. I agree. I agree. 
it, I, I, it was just a, a lot of fun working on that show. Yeah. You know, there were a few shows like that. Uh, Pith Possum and Tex Tinstar, mm-hmm. which uh, for the, for Disney, uh, it was done by the mad genius um, over at Wally Burr Studios. And I, I, you know, some of those shows that they come and go bumping the nights, one of them. Right. You know, and it's, it's uh, you know, they come and go and they're little gems little un- unpolished gems right they, they they and there's there's so many shows that come and go like that and i can think of so many in both animation world and in live action world that are on for a season and then you're like why why would they not renew this like f- one of my favorite yeah. live action shows from the early 2000s is freaks and geeks and it was on for oh, yeah. one season and never got and it, it so it deserves so much more <laughs> yeah Earthworm Jim is another good one. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I just saw that on the list here. You were also on The Tick, which is one of my mom's favorite, which is my mom's favorite comic book character. It's the only comic book hero she cares about is The Tick and her absolute favorite cartoon of all time. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's such the jerk called The Tick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a ridiculous a- show. I love uh, Yeah. I know. And they, they redid it, I think, for Netflix or uh, Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. They made a new, yeah, a new version of it. Live action. Yeah, yeah it it's like, pretty good. It is darker, but it's, it's it's fun. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. Not Jim. I hate to cut our conversation short, but I we're coming to the end of the time that I have available today because well, I have a, your dogs. Your dogs hungry. My dogs going crazy out there. <laughs> exactly. You, know, you got to do what you got to do. Right. We well for some reason my wife decided that while we're in the middle of a pandemic we're going to get three puppies at the same time. So, perfect. yeah, perfect. I mean, why not? Why not get three puppies at, at raw at home? Yes, uh, <laughs> it makes sense to me. Right. But all right. Last question for you: Is there anything in your long history that maybe didn't get the attention that it deserved or hasn't deserved that you think people should should check out because it's something you're really proud of? Oh gosh, um, boy, that's a good question. Yeah, there's probably too many of them. Well, bump in the night sure was one. And uh, what else? Earthworm Jim was a lot of fun. Earthworm Jim, up go. in the night. And uh, uh-uh. I think, well, you know, I'd have to think about it. <laughs> and and uh, and I'll get back to you. Well, there you go. <laughs> good, good. But yeah, it's a it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Right. <laughs> you have so much in your, in your repertoire of stuff that's just so good. And I, I again, I thank you so much for giving me your time today and talk to me about. The, my love of the characters you've done, all the shows you've been on. I, I am excited to see what you continue to do. Me too. Well, God bless and say hello to the family. I will. Thank you so much. All right. Be well. Thanks. And we're back. Do you know what my favorite part about talking to voice actors is? Huh? especially ones like Jim Cummings or Rob Paulson or whatever, is that while you're talking to them, they just go into these voices in and out. Like, like it's no problem. Yeah. Like yeah, the whole time I'm funny. talking to Jim, he's like going into Winnie the Pooh, doing Dark Green Duck, doing Tigger, like answering questions in these voices of these characters. And it's like, how do you, one, how do you turn this on and off? Like so easily. And two, this is so much fun. <laughs> when we had Tad Stones on. Yeah. He did. He did a voice of Dark Green Duck for us. Yeah. And he sounded just like him. Yeah. Which well, is kind, kind of funny. Well, not exactly like him, but pretty much. Jim sounded just like him, you know, oh, for yeah, obvious well, reasons. Hell for well. obvious reasons. Yeah. But it was it was it was it was cool. He was he was a lot of fun. Um, you know, we had you can tell at, the, at the end there, we had to cut it a little bit short cuz uh yeah. 
one, I had to go to a doctor's appointment. Two, my dogs were going crazy at the door, and uh, I was home alone. So <laughs> crazy dogs. Well, who bought three? Yeah. Who buys three dogs within two uh, weeks? My wife. You. It was no, it was no, no. Three don't weeks. be blaming the wife. Don't be blaming other people. You're there. No, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Do you realize that we've had? Was it three, four major people in our cartoon life, especially out of Disney, on our show? That's crazy. We've had Rob Paulson. Mm-hmm. We've had Tad Stones. Right. Jim Cumming. Yep. Tell me that's the fourth. Alan Burnett. Alan Burnett. How nuts is that, dude? That's super nuts. Like, sit back and really think about having those four guys on. Yeah. Yeah. That is your childhood right there. That is my childhood. That's so cool. I mean, I'm already a teenager with most of those guys, (laughs) but that is your childhood right there. Yeah, it is. It was so much fun. So much fun. That's why we do it. Yep. Get a chance to talk to some really cool cats that did some really cool stuff and pick their brain a little bit. Yeah, I can't wait for the next one. It's so much fun. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Hey, Johnny, thanks for the insights there, buddy. <laughs> anytime, anytime, anytime. That's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the, the deep thought. And the, the, yeah. Deep uh-huh. thoughts with John Horsley. We should do that. We should have right? <laughs> like little menu, uh, venue, vignettes, vignettes of you just going, like I'll go do a voiceover. Deep thoughts with John Horsley. And yeah. then all you do is, mm-hmm. yeah. I like and then it. we move on. <laughs> and then we just move on. That's it. That's the deep Moving thought. On. There you go. Move on. Move, move on. on. We'll do that on our YouTube channel. There we will. Yeah, we will. Yeah. I'll do the voice. Well, I'll do a voiceover, and then we'll have a ti- we'll have a title sequence come up, and it says "Deep Thoughts with John Horsley." And then you <laughs> you're in a aren't you're just like in a chair, and you just turn towards the mirror and say, "Yeah." And then we cut. My HVAC guy's here. Okay. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. (laughs) I enjoyed it. And if you enjoyed that, please go check out spoilerverse.com. There's lots of back issues for you to peruse, plus all the podcasts. You can go check out the store and click on that link and get hoodies and T-shirts and stickers and banners and all that kind of stuff. Have fun. Yep. Don't forget. that. In oceans of podcasts. We are Cthulhu. And as Cthulhu compels you to do, open the door. Open the mind door. Open the mind. <laughs> well, he needs to open the door. It's HVAC guys. <laughs> and read a lot more. <laughs> All right, see you. Later. Later.